Welcome again to the Dad Pod Games Cast, a show where two and sometimes three, but just two today, dads get together and talk about games, stuff adjacent to games, dad stuff, and or, you know, just trying to do this hobby while getting older and having less time. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Owens, and as always, to my right and your virtual left, Eddie Rathke. Howdy. Eddie, it's it's spooky day. Ooh. Yeah, as uh, as maybe uh, maybe you've heard from the different intro music, it's not new intro music. It will just be for our spooky episode. I guess if we do Spooktastic. if we do a horror uh, game, maybe we'll use that for any like horror games or something. But any, that's uh, yeah. a track I made about you know ten years ago, just messing around. Complete work in progress. But uh, cre- <laughs> what are your kids dressed as today? My kids are dressing <laughs> as um, a. Uh, well, I should say, a and excuse me, an imposter from Among Us. Uh, my oldest is a red <clears throat> imposter, and my youngest is like the new. Uh, they've got a new hide and seek mode. Uh, I don't know if you know anything about Among Us. Uh, the hide and seek mode is kind of is is pretty fun, um, and he's dressed as like the hide and seek monster Among Us thing, which is pretty pretty fun. So, yeah, they're looking forward to uh, you know gorging on on candy and uh, doing the whole Halloween thing. Although, uh, so uh, I, this is one of those the tangents that I need to explain something before I get on the other tangent. Uh, we have a pumpkin patch that we've gone to uh, since we've lived in Omaha. So uh, Jenny and I moved back here in 2008, got married, uh, and there's a pumpkin patch real close to where we our first house was. And it was like a really small kind of like mom and pop thing, very small operation, very cool. Um, and over the years, it has grown and grown uh, in popularity because they just the pumpkins are so cheap like dirt cheap pumpkins like uh-huh. we, you can get a full wheelbarrow full of pumpkins for like 15 bucks um you know that is cheap it's like it, it's an it's literal like craziness because like they they, they just you know it it's, it's doesn't cost that much to make uh and they are also they also like do some farming on the side so like the pumpkins for a while were like a side hustle but they as they you know word spread of the great prices uh, it got more and more popular, and so they expanded. And so, you know, we basically have a time that we like to go get pumpkins. Uh, but our weekend this year, it was so warm. I don't know if you've ever, like, gotten pumpkins and then let them sit outside when the temperatures get real warm. Uh, uh, no. Oh, it's gross, dude. Uh, the pumpkins start, <laughs> you know, they start decomposing as, you know, organic <laughs> matter does. And, yeah. uh, you know, there's, like, pumpkin juice, like, causes pumpkin juice ring. it's very disgusting very disgusting <laughs> i mean i guess the pumpkins sometimes have looked cool because they're like <laughs> decaying in real time uh yeah. sitting on the stoop but we're like okay we're gonna go the next weekend but when we did they they were basically like cleared out by then like they had like nothing left um and so my uh, where's come wrapping the background to my oldest son he's very upset because we didn't get as many pumpkins this year uh you know because he likes to carve some he likes to paint some he likes to leave some alone and, uh, you know, we just kind of picked some up at, a, at like a farmer's market that was near the house. And so uh, he's mad about that. Everything else going pretty good, though. So how about uh, how about your kids? Um, Fritz, my son, uh, is dressing up as a vampire today um, and yesterday and most days for the last two weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is how old is he now? He is almost five. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, my my youngest especially was the same way. When he was, like, around four, five, six, just costumes all the time. But his were, like, Marvel characters. He loved him some Spider-Man <laughs> and Captain America. Oh, yeah. 
for sure. He wears those a lot during just any day. Yeah. Um, I also just realized that my microphone is not the thing recording me, so it's my computer microphone, Uh-oh. which is kind of hilarious. So uh, I might sound very quiet and far away at the start of this episode. All right. We, um, if you, do you need, uh, should we, <clears throat> should we do a pause so you can get set up on the other one and just keep this and then put the other files in or. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably a good idea. Okay. Yeah. Halloween hijinks, uh, dad pod games cast. <laughs> uh, here we go. We're pausing and, uh, we'll, we'll let you know right when we're back. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back in theory with the dad pod games cast i yes. hope that that uh something like seven and a half seconds it looks like on the on the waveform was not too distressing for you um <laughs> so eddie you were talking about costumes and your son and what he's dressing up what are you doing anything for your, your younger one um so he loves wearing a uh a cowboy hat so that is what he's gonna be wearing and that is his costume is just do you he's gonna be a cowboy do you have any boots for him getting getting it all or do you have any <laughs> Uh, like flannel, I guess. I don't know. I'm trying to think of what cowboys wear. Yeah, we we have like a little jean jacket that he's gonna wear. So that will that'll That's do perfect. it. That's uh, perfect. Yeah. We we don't have cowboy boots. Um, it also just snowed overnight, so mm. not too much, but enough that it's it's here. Yeah, it's uh, it was weird because uh, I sent you those pictures um, where you couldn't see me because I was so. St- Tactful, tactically <laughs> hidden of a Halloween party I went to over the weekend at my friend Jake's and uh, oh, you know Jake who does the uh, design for our graphics for the dad pod games cast shout out to Jake Jake Scott uh, anyway I dressed as solid snake and um, that's not what where I was going with this uh, when we were walking around because it was cold uh, one of his you know one of the people that was at the party was from county 55 and I'm not sure which one that is in Nebraska. You can just tell because the counties are numbered on the license plates. Uh, and they had snow on their car. Um, and it was cold enough to where the snow had, you know, was able to come all the way from County 55 all the way to County 1, uh, which is where we live because, you know, number one, Omaha's the best. <laughs> uh, and I was like, well, I guess, you know, that's that's an omen. That's, the, you know, winter is, is, is coming. It's very, very Ned Stark already uh, yeah. here, down here. It has come upon us very quickly. Um, oh man! Like it was 10, like it was like eighty something like last Monday, and today it's in the thirties. Yeah, I was just gonna say like ten days ago it was uh, unseasonably warm, and then of course over week over the weekend it dropped thirty or forty degrees, and now it's uh, now it's snowing. Yeah, I hate it. I mean, I'm just gonna be straight up. Like, I don't really like. I I don't like being hot. I'd rather be cold than uh, than hot. But uh, we didn't really get a fall. It just went from one to the other. Yeah, that's kind of how it was here too. So, uh, which sucks. You know, that's just sort of uh, sort of what you get when you're when you're in the Midwest. But um, yeah, uh, Halloween, scary stuff. We decided to pick a. Uh, well, I mean, I don't even know how to talk about this game. Well, uh, I think because... we should just <laughs> say up front that we're spoiling this game. So, yeah. Uh, well, uh, well, uh, what I decided is, yeah, we're, we will we'll say when the when the big spoilers t- uh, start. But I want to I want to do a 
a thought experiment for a couple minutes when we start talking about this game. The game is called Doki Doki Literature Club. Um, I want to do an experiment where we... anime girls. <laughs> exactly. Or is it? Um, I want to talk, like, around it just for a little bit. I want to be as sure. vague, but I also want to, like, you know... Because, like, I, I had... This is how I pre- had to present this game to so many people. Um, and finally, you know, years after playing it, I got you to try it. Uh, and I think, it, you know, the low cost of free, uh, you can yeah. get the plus version, which, you, you know, you can pay for, obviously. But uh, the, the original Doki Doki Literature Club is free uh, on Steam and probably itch.io. And, uh, you know, that's a... If you're, if, you're doing, if you're trying to get some people to play a thing and you're like, look, I promise you, uh, you know, provided it's not something they might uh, be interested in, like, I promise you, it is not what you think. Uh, you just check it out. It's free. Um, you know, that, that, it's that, that's a, yes, it's very short. Um, I, I think that, I think that uh, I wrote down uh, a couple like numbers here. Doki Doki Literature Club on average by way of howlongtobeat.com says like four hours. And I think it can be done faster. Yeah. That's my kind of play, give, or, give or take. My play says four and a half hours. So, yeah. Um, I'd have to look up what, what mine was because it was a couple years ago. But um, uh, I, I purposely actually wanted to not replay it and not go back and watch any videos and not, uh, like, basically do, like, like anything to refresh myself with it. I, because I this is a game that's stuck with me since I played since I played it, and I kind of wanted to give the perspective of, uh, like, lo- the, 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 you know, what kind of tale does this have? Uh, for for someone who might check it out and so uh that's that was sort of like uh my my goal so um yeah how do we talk about this thing like you know without spoiling anything up front like how do you how do you how would you talk about this game to someone who hasn't played it um well basically what i've told people uh because i got some friends to play it even just this week Oh man, you're you got you got to teach me your your, your ways <laughs> so that I can get. I got to get a couple more people to play this. Yeah, well, they they were kind of primed for it, I think. Um, oh, but basically, yeah. what I told them is to just play it, uh, and don't 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 ask questions. Just play it. Just yeah. look it up. Um, and, and well, don't look it up. Really, I mean, I don't, yeah, don't you, don't look it up. That's what I mean. Like, don't look it up. Uh, just just play. And uh, I told them you get to date hot anime girls, and they're like, that sounds stupid and i was like nah just do it <laughs> yeah yeah because like i mean uh you know this is the dad pod games cast yeah, the, the dating I, I don't think i have anything against dating sims i think it is fun in some games when you can like uh like the persona games you can build relationships um i don't think the romance option is the as in, i don't think it's any more or less interesting than the other social uh like like the the networking between you and the other characters you know the how how high can i raise my you know fondness with this person and um i i think that is a fun uh is especially if you're trying to min max something yeah there's always bo- there's always bonuses for for doing that and so like like i like that uh, i don't care as much about like the actual relationships because uh, i mean i'm not i'm just not a teenage boy so i'm not like dating teenage girls it's not like you know that's not what i'm doing but i i do <laughs> find it super interesting because i from a writerly standpoint i'm looking at it as like a protagonist living an experience and i'm like ooh this is cool because this is like an interactive way uh as it is you know part, you know a large part of this game is visual novel um and yeah. so yeah th- that was that was interesting to me 
Well, one thing that I found, so I had never played any kind of like social sim before, uh, before, uh, this is like the purest version of it so far, but, um, that fire emblem three houses was like the first game I played that really had those elements. And yeah. I was, I mean, I avoided playing it for a long time cause I was like, I don't really want to play, uh, like a social simulator. Like I don't, I don't care. Right. But that ended up being, um, one of the most interesting parts of the game, surprisingly to me. Yeah, that, that's what I that's what I mean. Like, it, it totally took me by surprise too, because that's what I really liked when I was playing like the Persona games. I'm like, this is like legit. Like, I don't want to go do the dungeon. I want to like, want to go <laughs> hang out with my friends at the mall and you know, like, go do stuff and like raise our like you know our level. Yeah, and I think one of the interesting things about social sims, and especially ones that involve romance, is like, uh, it demands. Um, you put yourself more into the game than you normally would. Right. Cause like you can play, uh, I don't know, an older fire emblem game and have like no connection to the characters or even like the character that you are. Um, right. But in this way, it's like, because you are choosing who to like associate with and especially who to romance, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you are role playing at like kind of a deeper level or not role playing at all. And just being like, I, I want that one. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah, like like I said, for me it was like, well, we'll we'll talk about this when we talk about. There's a poetry mini game because you know, Stoki Doki Literature Club. There's, a, a, I really think the poetry mini game is very interesting in a very cool way to uh, approach the social connections. Yeah. Um I I just I don't know, man. I just really enjoyed it. I didn't, uh, I, I didn't kind of like go into it with. I feel like you figure out pretty quickly what the the whole goal of like the the words that you pick in the poetry minigame, yeah. which we'll talk about in a minute. Like I fe- I think you kind of pick up, if I remember right, you pick up on that pretty quickly. Yeah, um, I mean, you, you pick a you pick a word, and one of the little chibi characters responds to it. Yeah, so you're hoping if you're playing it like as uh, a person, like oh, I want to date X, Y, or Z. Uh, you know, you're hoping you're picking the words that they like. Um, yeah. Where who did, who did you romance? I romanced uh, Yuri. Uh, yeah. Did you romance Yuri? Yeah, Yuri's the best. Every, I think every, I think most people uh, romance Yuri. Okay, so like, I this is how I did the minigame. I, I picked the answers that I would pick in real life, like, yeah. if I was writing the poem. So like, I role-played in the sense that like, I don't care, because like, I wanted to, I, I, like, I didn't care if like, I wanted to see what the game would do if like, there was like, an even number of um choices made like distributed between the characters how is it going to differentiate yeah um but so based on my honest answers and so like if i was presented with like these things and i don't know i guess i like the <laughs> the dark and twisted like stuff <laughs> i like the uh you know the 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 larger 10 dollar words that uh, i guess she likes also um yeah. it's so so yes like w- like what eddie was saying you pick words as you're presented you know you're writing poetry uh, I, I, we kind of skipped a part, which is like, you're this dude who's got a best friend who convinces you to join a literature club. And is your, is your protagonist looking to do something or do they feel like they need to, or are they, are they doing it just their, their best friend's name is Say, Sayori? Sayori? Yeah, Sayori. Or um, Sayori, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just kind of like, they haven't joined a club and joining a club is like, uh, something that, I don't know. I feel like it's not that big a deal here in the U S but Lots of anime, I feel like, is about school clubs. Um, right. <laughs> right. Which doesn't mean that it's necessarily more common in Japan, but it's at least more common in anime. Um, right. 
and so he hasn't joined a club and uh his best friend wants him to join the one that she's in so he goes yeah. to the first meeting and just kind of decides to to do it yeah because he's like dang there's four hot chicks here yeah. in this this here club and uh i i mean it could be worse there there are worse things to be involved with i guess than literature yeah um and so you join, uh, you join the club. And so I would say, uh, just trying to recall, like based on, you know, uh, I'd say you spend at least an hour, maybe more, uh, just doing, doing that, doing the social things, doing the club, uh, writing poems, presenting them at the club, you know, kind of doing day-to-day stuff. Yeah. Do you have a notion of how much time you spent doing that versus the rest or... I would say that, like, you play the game for... I mean, it depends on how fast you read and how fast you click through, basically. Sure. Mm-hmm. But I would say I... Uh, it's probably like an hour and a half. Okay, yeah. So that's 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 my recollection was, like, it was, like, half the game. Like, yeah. It's, or it's or maybe, just, just under half. Yeah, it's maybe a little too long, honestly. But yeah, I I was trying to decide because, like, I was kind of getting into it. And I think that... That's by design. So the more I thought about it, I was like, I see what it's doing here. Um, it is lulling you into a like a false sense of what it is you're doing and what it's doing. Yeah. Um, so I was slightly spoiled for the game before I started. So part of me was like, kind of just being like, let's get to waiting the, for. I want to. I want to see the next thing, though. Waiting for the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Though. Uh, well, we well. When we start spoilers, I'll, I'll 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 circle back to that. Yeah, I think we're getting close because uh, we you know we've given we've given folks about seventeen minutes to uh, decide <laughs> decide. Yeah, because the the hints we've dropped so far are obviously um, not everything is as it seems because we started with spooky music. It's Halloween, and I said we're doing a horror episode. Uh, yeah. So I mean, really, here at the eighteen minute mark, uh, if you wanna, if you I. What I would do is I would just go play it. Uh, I would honestly just recommend pausing the podcast, you know, if that's a thing you can do. Go play the game. Um, because I think that the less of it that you spoil for yourself, the better. I am, like, uh, I've said this on other podcasts. I'm pretty, like, immune to spoilers. Like, I don't Same. feel like spoilers necessarily hurt my experience. Do you? No, I feel the same way. I, uh, I am, I guess you could say, immune to spoilers for the most part. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I don't even think that it necessarily... I don't... I think this game is is good enough in what it does and its presentation that should you check out the spoilers, listen to the podcast, you know, and then go play it. I don't think it's going to diminish your experience that much. However, if you can go in as fresh as possible, uh, like, and play it, uh, that would be just ideal because I think that it's going to reward you in a way that uh like not many other games do and i know that i have not played every single game and i know that i'm very much a <laughs> novice to the to the the visual novels i mean i have like in the last couple of years is when i've really discovered them like uh, i wish i would have gotten into them sooner uh because there's a lot of really cool stuff that they do uh but i think if this is one of those ones where don't read anything just go play it uh and then come back uh and, and you know i guess let us know what you think send us messages we want to i want to know what everybody thinks about this game um okay so you think that's enough for for spoiler i think so i think it's time to uh because i mean to talk about this game necessitates spoiling it yeah so 
ultimately let's let's just start with like one more like sort of like vague thing just to try to pin something down or not at all uh because maybe it doesn't matter but is it is this a visual novel or is it a horror game or is it a dating sim like um can i mean i guess it's like all three i don't know yeah it's probably even more than that i mean there's puzzle aspects light puzzle very light puzzle uh i mean uh it's doing a lot of things uh but it's not like i don't think that anyone going into it should expect only one of those things like don't go into it only expecting a horror game because while that does play a part in it like uh you know if you're like i only like horror and i don't like you know dating sims or visual novels then it's going to be a while before you get to the part that you like yeah what i would say is like if you like takashi miyake's um movie audition uh you 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 know what you're getting with this game too which for those i don't know if you've watched uh audition but i have not seen it okay the first half plays like a romantic comedy and the second half does not (laughs) (laughs) well knowing the director uh yeah the, I, I I don't roll. I see. Like for me, like that's all I would need to know. Like you say that, I'm in, right? Yeah. And I'd say uh, that that's, that's that's what Doki Doki Literature Club is too. It's it's kind of a silly uh, dating hot anime girls game, and yeah. then like even it, the music like yeah. uh, is like real happy in the beginning. Yeah, and then uh, it becomes this other thing. Yeah, and I think the other thing is every bit as interesting, and I don't think the other thing that it becomes hits the way that it does, unless you have the visual novel dating simulator part, my personal opinion. Yeah. I I think, I think you need that. Like, I don't even, you know, I gotta be honest. I'm thinking about this right now. I don't even know that it works as it would work as well. If you didn't like, if you just did visual novel up to that point, if it was just reading, if there was no interaction, if you weren't making choices and if you weren't, uh, you know, like engaging with, yeah, to the extent they even make choices. I mean, it, it's kind of a game on rails for the most part. You yes, you, you truly, but you you, you, you can get yeah you, the choices by being you know who do you gravitate toward as yeah uh, a, a partner, um, and so I think it needs ju- like that at least. Um, I don't yeah, think you, it, I don't even think it needs more though. I don't I, I think it's I think like you said I don't think it like you said it might overstay its welcome a little. Uh, I'm 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 on the fence on that. I, I think I I think I had just the exact amount that I wanted. Yeah, I'd say that. That's that's fair. Um, I man, did they? I'm trying to think because I can't remember. So I'm just going to ask you: Do they do they have uh, on the version that you played? Uh, do they have a content warning at the beginning? Yeah, they do. Okay, because I know I don't remember if it did uh, when I first played it. Like I don't remember there being one. But I do know that uh, I was uh, listening to uh, some people uh, like just talking about it. I'm like, oh yeah, we oh, man, this game is so good. I got to get more people to play it. And they were saying like, uh, you know, there's a content warning on the new plus version, which I own, but I haven't played yet. Um, which is good because I'm, gl- I'm I'm actually glad I haven't played it again uh, because I, again I, I'm trying to keep uh, this episode of just from my recollection. Like this is all just stuff that stuck with me. Yeah. Well, let's get into the spoilers. So yeah. if you are inclined to feel bad about spoilers, uh, go do something else for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or play the game. So, yeah, um, the game, uh, just, you know, speaking of the content warnings, like uh, it's it's definitely uh, a thing that handles very adult themes like anxiety, depression, self-harm. Uh, there's like some graphic body horror. 
as uh, you know, we're just two uh, white middle-aged dads out here. Uh, but how do you think the game handles those content and and themes? Like, I think especially Sayori's depression it handles very well um, because I feel like <clears throat> what it especially does well is like uh, how everything you say to try to make her feel better makes her feel worse, and right. the fact that uh, your protagonist, the person who you are, doesn't understand that. I feel is uh, so perfectly done for high schoolers. Like, yeah, and then we're not even talking Japanese high schoolers or American high schoolers. high schoolers. This, this yeah. is this. I mean, it, it feels very universal. Like it feels like it, like touches the nerve that you know, you know, that, that runs through high school life. Yeah, it's like she's in love with you, and your response is, "I always want to be your friend." You know, and it's uh, like. Now- you can, I think you can choose you to can. tell her you love her too. I, I didn't do that. Me neither. Um, <laughs> uh, maybe I'll do that like on a, on the next playthrough. Maybe I'll like, I don't know. It just felt too weird because like, you know, like it just felt, she just, oh man, the, 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 the dude that made it, I, I wrote his name down. Dan uh, Salvato. Yeah. Dan Salvato. Uh, sorry, Dan. I, I haven't played in a while, so I couldn't, I couldn't remember your name. I really apologize. Uh, like he did such a good job of like, you know, I don't believe that, you know, the friend zone exists for men or women. But like, if you say the word friend zone, like, you know what it means? Yeah. Like, ultimately, what it boils down to is that, you know, some people are just not interested in you romantically, and you are allowed to like, not be in- romantically interested in people. Um, and so like, he nails this, this d- dynamic you see everywhere in high school life yeah. of like, unrequited love. Um, like, the, the protagonist is not malicious about it. Like, I think no. he like does love Sayori, like, you know, a brother, sister or best friend platonic relationship, which, yeah. you know, happens. And, uh, I, I think she understands that and struggles with it. Right. And so I think that that's done really well. I think like even her description of depression is very spot on. So I think, and the way that it, uh, it moves so gradually into that, like, it's not, um, you know, you make a choice and then she suddenly is crazy or like super depressed. Um, right. She kind of, you know, talks about how she buries it and hides it beneath this veneer of sort of like bubbliness. Um, right. And then, uh, you know, you try to make her feel better. She tells you that that makes her feel worse. And right. you don't completely understand why. Like, you're like, well, you know, we'll get through it. Like, we're buds. Come on. Yeah, we, be, we, we've be, got we've been through a lot. Yeah, it's like, be my buddy. And then uh, the next morning, you go to school, and she she doesn't come with you because um, usually you which watch is rare. You, yeah, yeah, you guys yeah. walk together. But she also uh, has a habit of oversleeping, so it's not like th- the craziest thing, right? You go these see- little details are so good too, like these these character details that yeah. like I, I feel like are left out of so many games, but like you know from a writer's perspective, like it feels enriching. These small details that like you know are punching above their their weight class yeah but i think that's also like you know sort of the strength of a social simulator or Mm -hmm. dating thing is like it's all about the relationship so all the focus you know you're not doing tons of necessarily like world building or stuff you're you're talking about people and people's relationships with one another The world building is the relationship right yeah it's a good way to put it yeah um so you go to school she doesn't show up. Um, Monica, who's the head of the literature club, is like, well, mm-hmm. you should go find her. And you go into her house, which is also not strange for you. You did it yesterday. You just kind of like walked into her house yeah. and even walked into her room. 
And uh, are you, you are you guys neighbors? Yeah, or is your next okay. door neighbors? That's right. Um, and as you're approaching her room, you feel sort of like an ominous to the silence of the house. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not. Yeah, I remember that was done really well too. It's like yeah. Oh, and, there's like a there's a thickness to this atmosphere. Yeah, uh, and you the music the bubbly music has also stopped, um, which I think is the first time that the music stops. Um, it, yeah, I think you're right. I because I remember it being so, you know, omnipresent uh, through the f- first chunk of the game. I think you're. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, and uh, so you're kind of tentatively calling her name through her door, and then you push open the door. And she is hanging lifeless from her ceiling. Yeah, and it's so like, I mean, it's it's a it's it hits. Like, yeah, it's, this, it's very this, it's very surprising. The, and and if I, I remember one thing, thinking about like the 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 art of it a lot, it seemed like wow. Okay, so we've had like visual novel typical stuff, you know, like basically like pictures, you know, like gifs or <laughs> JPEGs that kind of like move around a little bit, right? Uh, very like like less animation than normal and then we get to this part where when she's hanging uh it's the it's not that the graphical style has switched um it has it has morphed um yeah it has far more detailed yeah and it's 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 really weird because not weird in a bad way it's weird because of what it it does to you um as like the viewer of it uh i think about you know like people that talk about like art Art is supposed to make you feel a kind of way, right? Yeah. It's, it doesn't. It, it it exists for its own purpose. Like it is not. Like the art doesn't have to say something. It's supposed to invoke a feeling. And right. I very much felt like very unsettled at that part. Like I was like, oh dang, like crap, man. Like R.I.P. Sayori because like I thought she was a great character. Like I didn't necessarily. Again, I I knew as little as possible about this. I, I, what I knew going into this game is that it had like horror aspects. And I think you mentioned this, uh, you know, when we were talking back and forth, like we were thinking maybe like cosmic horror, like coming into it, like they were going to do some like cosmic horror type stuff. Yeah, that I mean, uh, that was my impression. I don't know why I had such a strong impression that this was going to be cosmic horror, but I thought the reveal was going to be that they're like uh, Cthulhu monsters doing a satanic ritual on you. Yeah, or something, <laughs> something like that. That was what I was like, I had mentally prepared for and... It, it was not this. And I was like, oh, shit. And yeah. so it, it's interesting because this game really is about, like, the monster that hides out in the open, you know? And right. there's very clearly a a villain. And it is the one girl you cannot romance. And it's very interesting how the game uh, deals with this character. Um, yeah, but is, is she the villain? But that's that's what I think you're on on the surface level uh, when you're just identifying things like you're writing up the IMDb sure. uh, and you're and you're putting like the you know the antagonist is Monica the president of the literature club because I think this is also you know identifying the villain is kind of where you get into the metafictional aspects of the game uh, yeah and it's not <clears throat> so the game kind of it keeps twisting on you so. After Sayori, Sayori dies, uh, the game sort of like breaks. Um, yeah, and then you start like literally, over. like we're like we're not just talking about like game breaking like a bug. Like no, the game is like uh, what, almost deteriorating. Like yeah. what, how would you what? Uh, how do you want to like? How do you describe? How would you describe this? Like what's happening? I would describe it is that it looks like a game breaking bug, and then uh, 
I mean, I guess that's like the protagonist's brain sort of like shattering. <laughs> right. And then you go back to the title screen and um, you can load your previous save or where instead of saying new game, there's just like a string of characters. Um, you click that one because that's how you move forward. Right. And this time you go back. It's basically you start at the very beginning again, but Sayori is not there. And any time when she would have been mentioned, the game sort of like glitches out. Is it, isn't she like missing also from the, the title screen, the title card? Yes. Like, isn't like where her spot is? Is it what? What is it, is it replaced with anything, or is it like shadow? I, I don't even remember um, now. I, now I can't remember. Um, but I think but it that's, might... so, that's crazy. It's gone. Like yeah. <laughs> the game is so crazy. And like, this... but that that I didn't even really like pay attention to. I just was like, oh, I guess I need to click this weird thing. Um, well, I was I was paying attention because I was going very slowly back into it because I was like, holy shit! Like I was I just <laughs> like I was like like repeating that just over and over like. That was not because it just t- it completely swerved my my expectation. Yeah, I thought I knew. I thought I knew what I was getting into, and I did not know what I was getting into. Right, and uh, so you play through basically again. Um, Sayori's not there. Uh, Yuri is bonkers, and uh, she keeps basically running away to cut herself, and she is like, You're, and and it's it's actually done pretty well. That's another pacing thing where she's yeah. not bonkers right out the bat. Uh, she gets progressively bonkers. Yeah. And she is like frothingly in love with you. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, um, I, and I kind of wonder if the others are become frothingly in love with you. If you match up with them, I would, I need to go maybe, I'm, after this is done. I'm going to watch some videos on how those play out because yeah, it would be interesting. I don't know anyone who picks, um, what's her name? Uh, Natsuki. Yeah. And- she's the, she's the one that's kind of like, uh, like, like young seeming and very like, not, I don't know, man, like it didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't vibing like that. I felt like... Yeah, I would say that everyone... <laughs> so you and the other characters are probably like 16. And Well, actually, actually, I did hear this. Because uh, the, the people who were talking about the, uh, the the Literature Club Plus, I think now with the content warning and the disclaimer, they mentioned everybody is 18. Oh. So, they, so I don't know if that changes anything for you. But uh, as you can imagine in some of the more suggestive scenes... Uh, you, you can't you can't be having you can't be having kids in there. I, that, that's not gonna that's not gonna work. But it also kind of like doesn't make sense because they talk about Natsuki being younger. I, uh, I, maybe she's supposedly maybe I don't know, man. Maybe she just turned eighteen and the others are almost <laughs> nineteen. Like I I haven't seen the thing. I do yeah. know that like I think, I think, I think that there was like some a, a retroactive change probably yeah. because retcon retcon um, alert, which I think you know uh, we don't have to get too much into this, but I, I think that change is actually dumb. Uh, because I understand why it's like we don't want to show people younger than adults uh, killing themselves and harming themselves. Right. But uh, I hate to break it to you, but lots of teenagers kill themselves and hurt themselves on purpose. Right. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's 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 uh, man. I'll tell you, like that used to be a thing that like I would kind of gloss over in the news, but now that you know I'm a dad, like that shit hits so much harder than it, than it used to. Well, yeah, anytime I, mean, like, I see anything anything that's like horrible and you know tragic th- th- happening with kids like tugs on me in a way that it didn't used to like oh yeah like it's, the news sometimes just is too much definitely but like uh i mean i grew up i knew people who hurt themselves i knew people who killed mm-hmm. themselves uh yeah one of my you, best friends in, in high school and man it, yeah. I, I still find that hard to talk about yeah, and I mean, uh, I'm sure people listening now know someone who was, you know, 
seemingly too young to kill themselves killed themselves and uh so i think it's kind of dumb to like retroactively be like oh by the way they're all 18 because i think that also you can whatever like in your head because you know how like they changed the ages in a song of ice and fire when it became to game of thrones oh yeah for a lot of stuff like does it matter not not really i mean i think that was uh, more just practical uh yes because like that uh, too when you when you cast a 20 year old and you're like oh this is john snow he's 13 it's like no yeah. he's not yeah. he, that dude is super not like i've never seen a beard like that on a 13 year old i'm sorry and i think it's also just like you know in that case uh because it's funny so ned stark in the book is like 30 yeah dude uh, is young and sean bean is not 30 no um, he was like I, you need you would have needed sean bean when he was boromir uh to yeah. play accurate ned stark yeah basically and i think some of those things are just done because like uh so we are uh, we're watching the Harry Potter movies right now, and that's another mm-hmm. thing. Like uh, in the first one, James and Lily Potter are probably like you know, they look like young young middle aged people. Like like they look right. like they're probably my age. Uh, yeah. But in in the book, they're like twenty when they die. Yeah, super it's like, super young. Yeah, but I think it's just like when you think of a mom and dad, you just think of like it's like here's the shorthand. They're forty. You think of thirty. You think of, yeah, I was <laughs> say thirty thirty five year old folks. Yeah, uh, you know. Um, they're they're old enough to run per, for president, but they're way too overwhelmed. So yeah, that's not yeah. Happen, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, so some of those things are just practical changes in like I don't know. Uh, anyway, back to this. So yeah. uh, I don't yeah I don't know anyone who tried to romance Natsuki. Probably because everyone that I know is uh, my age, and it you know it's one thing to uh, romance a sixteen seventeen year old anime girl. It feels just different to romance like a 13 or 14 year old. One. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Like my, 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 my brain has a block. It will not let me do it. Uh, the yeah. same as uh, people in persona five that would romance one of the characters uh, whose name is Futaba, who is like, like two or three years younger than all the other uh, people in the, in the game. And it's like, I, I don't Why is that even an option? Like, like it didn't, it wouldn't, it would never have even occurred to me. Yeah, well, I think, like, the, the reason it's an option is because people playing these games are also, like, 12. Yeah. You know, well, so it's like... <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I wonder, I would like to, you know, ask the, the, you know, I would like to ask Dan if, like, who his, like, target audience was. Because I've been, like, mulling that over literally since I've played it. And I, I always come down on, like, different ages. Um, I would say his target audience is basically anyone who grew up watching anime. And so uh, I have no idea how old he is, but this came out in 2017. Yeah. So I would bet I would bet that he was imagining anyone born after the year 2000. Yeah, like that I, seems I bet, fair. I bet he was aiming for like people these characters' ages and older. Yeah. Uh, just because, I mean, when you when you make a graphic horror game, even if it is realistic that these things happen to young people, uh, you also don't want to show young people murdering themselves right <laughs> you know it's yeah because like this is not a game like i would want my nine almost 10 year old to play uh no for and, and, and the wildest thing is like you know not how do i put this it's not even like the parts that you would think about you know like the almost nudity or you know the the sexual tension or even like the violence is not gratuitous at least i don't right. think so I don't, think, I, so I don't think it's over the top. I, this, we're not talking like, you know, like saw or hostile levels of like torture porn, you know, 
that's not it. It's like it's it is the 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 weightiness of the feeling and the, trying trying to uh, wrap your head around these giant uh, decisions that kids just can't make. And you know that's yeah. why like teen teen and youth suicide is so sad uh, is because they they really cannot wrap their head around the ramifications of what they're doing. Yeah. And so, like, I would not, I would not put that, I would not let, I mean, maybe when, you know, my son's, like, like, 17, I'll show him this game or something. <laughs> like, yeah. You know? um, yeah, exactly. I mean, like, uh, I don't know. I, I was exposed to media that I shouldn't have been when I was too young, but. Uh, yeah, me, me too. And I, I I personally feel like it kind of, like, kind of messed me up uh, for a couple <laughs> years, like, growing up, because, like, I had, I, I think I might have mentioned this on the pod, like, I had nightmares about Freddy Krueger until I was, like, 13 or 14, mm, because yeah. I watched that way too young. Uh yeah and uh i mean and that's i think especially with horror themed stuff it's a and like so i I think of this game now just after talking about that like uh my son the thing that scares him is not like violence or uh monsters or things like that but it's uh interpersonal tension like that's that becomes too much for him and so this game is like the design to shatter a young person like that because like yeah you know the blood and people dying he'd be uh, he'd probably be disturbed by it, but I yeah. think it's it's more just like the fact that it's psychological horror, yeah, um, more than it is you know violent or anything like that. Yeah, uh, my my kids are the same way, but it, but like my my oldest is just not into blood of any kind. Yeah, not, not fake blood. Not if it's his blood. Like you know, his brother like busted open a scab the other day, uh, <laughs> and it was like bleeding everywhere. And he's like, I'm out. He just like he's like he's he, you know he's not going to be a veterinarian or a doctor like yeah, you know, like a surgeon like he's going to have to find other uh, career paths because that that's not going to work for him um, yeah. and so but like the stuff that like I mean the kid loved space uh, forever like he was an astronaut like three or four Halloweens in a row and uh-huh. one day uh, he was watching uh, one of those uh, it, was, it was like a it's like a docu series called the Universe um, yeah. on the History Channel and he he was like. Uh, I'm trying to remember if he was crying or just almost in tears, but he was having like an existential breakdown at like five years or six years old about the the vastness of how large the universe is. Oh yeah. Like he started trying to think about it. He tried to start thinking about, cause they were talking about objects and like the size differences between things and how far things are. Uh, and like that, like messed him up. Like, like he was like, it's like, it's too big. And like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, buddy. It's like, it's, it is too big. It's everything. Um, yeah. And so, like, you know, he's been primed for, you know, things like that for a long time. And that's why, like, I, I just try to I try to keep him away from, like, real scary stuff because he's yeah. just very much uh, his imagination runs wild like nobody's like nobody's business. Yeah. I think a lot of kids like creepy things, but they don't like yes. scary things. Yeah. Because, um, like, Fritz loves And, and, and who really and- like who really likes jump scares? Like, yeah, do you exactly. really like them? I don't like them. No. Um, but like skeletons yeah, he, and vampires? Skeletons, vampires, monsters. He loves all that. But uh I think if we watched um I don't know, something that was like like if we watched uh do you remember that show Are You Afraid of the Dark? I do. Yeah, I feel like if we watched an episode of that, he'd be like, This is fucking bullshit like, yeah. <laughs> so, you know what the here. funny thing is uh you might have been too young for this but maybe not because it's weird how like only a couple years separates us but like when you're kids that's like infinity yeah. um you know what was scary when i was a kid was unsolved mysteries mm. uh the music and robert stack 
and uh, the fact that these mysteries were gosh darn unsolved, um, <laughs> uh-huh. like like where are these people? Like there yeah. is no answer. Like there, this is an unsolved mystery. Like that show, that show was man. I think anybody of a certain age, uh, late, uh, you know, Gen X, early millennials will uh, will vibe with that sentiment because man, that there was a lot of a lot of creepy creepiness happening. Yeah, I, I never watched that show, but I was aware of it. Um, yeah, yeah, you 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 didn't miss anything because like the show wasn't even that great. Uh, turns out, like I I like my mysteries to be solved. Uh, I like there to be a <laughs> I like there to be some sort of conclusion at the end, man. Like, uh-huh. it's like there's no payoff. There's never any payoff. It's just like let me tell you about this scary thing that happened, and hey, guess what? It could happen to you. Yeah, that's <laughs> funny. Yeah, and I think like uh, you know, thinking of unsolved things, I feel like this game is a. Uh, you know, it's a little, some people might try to solve it and you can technically solve it by getting one of the endings. Um, but that involves, I think, playing the game wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you, like, I, I always go back to the thinking about games, like min maxing games, you know, um, because I do do that in a lot of various scenarios because I want to help myself later on. So I like doing the things now to be like better later. Yeah. Um, and so I think about it in a way that is probably not necessarily the way the uh, designer intended. Where this game, I just decided to let it tell a story. Yeah. Uh, and I, th- I feel like that was very uh, a rich experience. Yeah. I mean, I even did that with like Citizen Sleeper. Um, I, I could have replayed that game and maybe I will someday. But it's like I got the story that I got and I got it by making choices and not like going yeah. backwards. And I, um, even though while you're playing this game, Monica tells you basically how to get the secret ending multiple times. Right. Like, she's always like, it's important to save and maybe even, like, replay stuff and make new... Like, you want to save before important choices. Yeah. Um, And, uh, you know, so she's telling you how to break the game to... Because basically the way that you get the secret ending is you see all the different um, scenarios play out with all the different characters before Sayori dies. Right. So you... The only way to romance everyone is to, you know, save and go back. But right. the game remembers what you've done, even if you are going backwards and undoing it. Right. Um, Which is very clever. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. Um, and that's where the game kind of become takes on this meta-narrative aspect. So after the second time um, you play through the game, uh, Yuri kills herself. It's traumatic. It's fucked up. She kills herself basically in front of you, and you spend the weekend with her dead body. Yeah, uh, just like it's, horrified. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not even the real person that was there, uh, and I was horrified as just yeah. like a person trying to enjoy a game. I was just, it was, yeah. it was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. And it I'm makes you, that. it makes you stay there. I think because you know the game involves clicking through dialogue. Right. Uh, you can't click through the three days that you spend there. Mm-hmm. Um, you are just there. And yeah. uh, I mean, it's probably only it's probably only like three minutes, but it feels it, really it feels long. so much longer. This yeah, is and, one of those games where where uh, time both like it's like it's dilating. It's like contracting. It's it's yeah. stretching uh, because it does not feel like a four hour game. And I can't explain that any other way than, you know, the words I just used, because sometimes <laughs> it, it, it feels like it's moving along really quickly. Yeah, and then sometimes like that part in particular feels like it stretches into infinity, and it's meant to. I think you know that's part yeah. of the pacing of it. It's paced very well that way, where it's like he 
and same with the music you know the music stops at very specific moments and every time it does it like you get a little bit of a chill um yeah and that's good like even b- before you know that sayori's dead like when the music stops you're like ah oh, shit yeah you know and then you go that whole way back in silence and uh you find her dead and you're just like man that was uh that sure was something i did not expect yeah. that um but anyway, so you go through the second time Yuri kills herself, and then the game breaks again. And then you are just with Monica. Right. Uh, Monica, who apparently is in love with you and has sort of like uh, been manipulating the game to make you fall in love with her. Uh, right. Which is interesting because she's the one that you can't really uh, romance. Like in the um, the mini right. game where you pick words, she's not in there. Right. So Which you, is weird because, like, you would think that the president of a club would be involved, but I think she's more of a manager than a participant. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, but I, think I said it that way on purpose too. Like, yeah. the, the way she like literally manages uh, like the game. Yeah, because you find out that she deleted Sayori. Um, she deleted Yuri. She also is the one who like uh, she she turned the the invisible dials on their personality to make uh-huh. them kill themselves. Yeah. Um, so. so- a quote I want to I want to throw this quote in there because this is going this is dovetailing with what you're talking about I, I and it's one that stuck with me I heard it like a year ago on a podcast and I can't remember which one and I was trying to figure out which one it was and I cannot find it so if anyone knows what podcast this is from but they said the game starts to play outside of the game you know yeah. where it's like telling you to like dig around in the the, the files yourself like go yeah. <laughs> into the, the 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 files of the game that you're playing and uh you know maybe mess around with some stuff and you can even yeah. get some lore from those uh, i don't know if you read any of the text files in the game no. but there is lo- there is lore buried in the game you can go back mm, and check that out it's pretty cool yeah yeah so uh did you so when you're having that uh dial that well basically a monologue with monica she tells you how to uh how to beat the game but yeah. uh, did you did you did you have to look up what to do how to no. get out of the loop no well i was guessing because okay. it, it's it's telling you, it, like you said, it's t- it's it's telling you what to do without explicitly explicitly telling you what to do. Yeah, because she it's tells like you telling, how she killed the uh, how she removed the other characters from the game. Yeah, and and the only way so you get in a, a loop with her uh, as as you said, and the 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 only way to get out of it, like, I, I I would like to know what's the longest anyone's stayed in that loop because <laughs> to to get out of that loop you have to either well what i i i alt tabbed out of it and i deleted uh-huh. her like as the game was still running um yeah and so which is really cool it's like well, that's, that's I, what i did too i deleted her while the game was running yeah i why well, i think that i've read that uh i read after because I, I was reading about this game like crazy after uh after playing it uh that you can i guess maybe close it out then delete it then reopen it and uh-huh. that is slightly different um mm. but that didn't occur to me it just occurred to me to just delete her yeah. Um and I guess you can <laughs> one of the things that you can do, I think, is I think you can actually put Sayori back in the game. Um oh, funny. But but when you do, the you know, Dan Salvato had anticipated that someone might do that. She's like just talking about how much pain she's in and oh. she can't it's like it's very it's very like she can't do anything other than tell you about how much it hurts. And so oh, it's dark. It it's so dark and it's so Cause like what you did is like, she was trying to get release from uh depression, which I, you know, I'm not going to like condone suicide, obviously. Um, because like, if you're struggling, I really hope that, you know, you, you go out and get help. But like, 
you have taken that choice away from her by putting her back in the game. Right. Um, and <clears throat> that the, the, the Sayori you put back is not your best friend uh, that, right. that, that, that you lost. Um, because I imagine it is sort of like like pulling a soul back from, you know, the other side in like movies, you know, and like it reanimates their body or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, it's super dark. Uh, like, That's clever, I, though. I like that. It's yeah, it's it's in it's oh, man. Like, see, this is where I grapple with it, because it's like, are we we're not I don't want to like say like we're glorifying like the actions of self-harm or suicide, but treating it this way is so fascinating to me yeah i mean i i wouldn't say that it glorifies it at all i think you know uh the the unhappiness of them comes through pretty well um, yeah and the the unpleasant behavior that follows um right you know uh yeah i think it handles it pretty well i I, i'm sure and i saw a little bit of like some critiques being like you know people uh thinking that he is I think some people think that if you show something, you're condoning it or approving of it. Right. And it's like this, the way that, uh, cause like when I say glorify, I'm not even saying like glorifying it and like, Hey, look at this awesome thing you can do. Did you know you could kill yourself? Yeah. It's more like I made this incredibly awesome experience that heavily features these heavy themes. Right. Um, And so it's not glorifying, but it is, it's shining a light on it, whether we want to like look at it or not. Um, yeah, exactly, and, and and that's and that's where like you know I have this push and pull uh, thing that I, that I sort of grapple with because man, kids dying, dude, that that sucks. Like I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I I hate anything bad happening to kids anywhere because I got kids, and yeah. you know those those kids all got moms and dads like out there, and like they're like the real kids, you know, not, not right. the ones we're talking about the game, but like they're they're struggling with these these heavy heavy themes. Uh, that are not themes to them because it's like that is their reality, and so I'm like, man, this this game, like uh, uh, to 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 put it like, man, this game is really good, but it's so heavy. Like Resident yeah. Evil, you're killing zombies, you know. Then yes, they used to be people, but presentation matters, and like these are like just they were genuinely happy people. They're presented, and, and I think it's be- the realness of uh, of the mental health uh, issues that. Uh, that is so hard for me as, you know, a sufferer of mental health issues in the past. And, um, you know, you're never free from those things. You're, uh, you know, you just live in one day at a time and it's real. It's, it's, it's the hardest, the hardest part for me was like the way that I like felt like, like these were like genuine losses. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, I don't know. So for me, I don't, I think the way that you explore and talk about these ideas and these struggles is through art. Like if there was no art talking about mental illness, you would only have doctors doing it. And right. uh, most people That's don't. That's not well, helpful for the, yeah, the, I mean, the public at large. It's also just like most people never see a doctor. Uh, yeah. Like, so, you know, sometimes you'll watch an old TV show or an old movie and they'll talk about like my doctor. And it's like, who has a doctor? Like, I don't, I like never go to a doctor. I wouldn't yeah. mind going to a doctor more often. <laughs> but, like, uh, I, I do, but a... man, I got I got the old chronic health issues that like yeah. if I if I don't if I don't if I don't go, uh, life will be uh, immeasurably worse. Yeah, uh, but it's like most people <laughs> say that most people don't have like a doctor that they go to you know multiple times a year. Uh, right, they just don't. Like my kids have their pediatrician, but like uh, mm-hmm. you know, eventually they'll. Uh, I don't know. I guess that's this goes into healthcare in America, but <laughs> oh man, 
That's but a, I mean, that, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a podcast series yeah. waiting, to, waiting to happen. But it's like, so I think that this explores things well. And uh, it yeah. does a good job of uh, taking these real things, making them still feel real, but then also um, twisting them into horror as well. Right. Because it's supposed to. I mean, yeah. he, he, uh, he's not just creating a game here about, you know, struggles with depression. Yeah, it's creating a horror experience, like a psychological thriller that you would go to, you know, to see at the theater. Yeah, and it's like uh, the way that it becomes a meta narrative, I think, is interesting too. Um, it's not the first game to kind of like point its finger at the audience, um, but I think it's doing something a little more interesting because I think some people making this game and maybe even some people playing it felt like Dan Salvato was pointing the finger at you, the player, and being like, "You're the villain," and I don't think that that is what he's doing. Um, you know, one reading is that I guess you're the villain. One reading is that Monica is the villain, but I think what he's really saying is like, uh, the structure of this is villainous. Um, and so in some ways it's kind of like an indictment of dating simulators, even while it is a dating simulator, because it's like, uh, you know, if you watch Tim Rogers, Toki Meki Memorial, uh, review, he kind of talks about how he, uh, basically kind of like broke the game by playing it too much. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like... He, well, he was sort of trying to go for like literally somehow do a completionist experience of uh, Tokimeki Memorial, I believe. And so, yeah. so like what, seeing seeing it from every angle and facet. Well, so what he was doing, he wanted to get the ultimate ending, which is, uh, I forget her name, but you get... there's Oh my God, I the, used to know it off the yeah, top the, of my head. The girl on the cover, to get her as your... Uh, your soulmate is a, you know, you basically have to have a guide and he chose to play it without a guide. So he ended up playing it like 12 times or something like that. It's so many times. Yeah. And so like when he finally got it, he felt like he was instead of like playing a game with people and like exploring relationships that he was sort of a puppet master, like stealing the life from these people to some extent. Yeah. And And just manipulating, manipulating the entire world around the characters. Yeah. And so I think that this is, this is kind of like what Dan Salvato is doing with this game where it's like, um, it's not that you're a bad person for playing this game and it's not that these characters are good or bad. It's that this genre forces you to, uh, treat people as uh, objects, I guess. And as just like things to be, I mean, it is very, yeah, very objectifying for, for, for all, all characters involved. Yeah, which isn't even like objectifying in a bad way. It's like they are. No, objects. it's just. No, yeah. I'm just saying that I'm just like stating a fact rather yeah. than making a making a value judgment. Yeah, exactly. And it's like you know these these are objects. You are treating them as objects rather than the goal uh, of the of the genre. I think is to um, you know just play them and kind of like uh, explore relationships, sort of uh, as you normally would, or like as you choose to role play, and. Yeah, he's, I don't know, it's interesting. It's interesting to uh, to sort of do the, add this meta-narrative to something that people probably never really think that hard about when they're playing a right. game like this. Um, I don't necessarily well, think I that, would say, but I, I, to touch what you just said, I, yeah. I would say especially playing a game like this. Yeah. Like, uh, because these games, again, you know, are so focused on... Uh, the goal of dating the person that not these games uh, dating simulators are uh, hot because there is I don't (laughs) yeah Uh, there I don't think there is very many games that like 
Doki Doki Literature Club is a, like a part of it. If it, yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of anything that that that's similar, and and you really have to pick like one of the aspects and go with like a good game from that aspect. Because yeah. I can't I can't think of anything that's like man. This is a really good companion piece to Doki Doki Literature Club. They're doing so much of the same stuff, but you know, differently or whatever. Like you know, we normally say with like Metroidvanias. Yeah, you can't do that with this one. Yeah, I mean, there's other games that have like uh, Undertale kind of has that uh, meta narrative aspect yeah. to it. Um, and there's, there's while while ones. folding it in with you know JRPG elements and yeah. you know classic like you know uh, retro style uh, presentation. Um, yeah, so it, it does. I guess Undertale to 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 go with what you said though I think that is a good uh, analogy because it's like it does make you also feel a kind of way while it's playing and there are very heavy parts to it when it hits you. My uh my my deepest darkest most enraging opinion for some people is that uh I don't like Undertale. <laughs> did you did you play it like uh, a JRPG or did you play it as like Toby Fox was hoping you would eventually play it? I quit playing it after an hour because I felt like I understood it and I didn't like it. I have gotcha. this, uh, I have this thing where this happens with books sometimes too. More often with books. This Which is, is the only time it's happened for, with the game. As a side note, it probably should happen more often with me with books because man, I sure have like saw a lot of books through to the end when I knew that it wasn't for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But like, so in this case, what I mean is uh, a lot of books do this one thing, which I describe it as like winking at the audience and yeah. uh, I don't like that. I I don't like when I feel like an author is winking at me, being like, "Hey, you get the joke, huh? Huh? You're yeah. in this with me." And I, it makes me, uh, it just r- really annoys me. Um, because because like you said earlier, uh, to uh, just use your own words, like you're like this game will like point at the audience, but it's never it's never asking you if you think it's clever, right? Do you know what I mean? Um, it's not like it's not beating you over the head with, "Hey, I did a smart thing." Isn't it yeah. cool? Or it's like, like hey, like, here's this thing you're used to, but I did it this way. How about that? And it's like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. And it, it does not, this Doki Doki does not do that. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, and, winking at the audience. Uh, go. Yeah. But like, uh, so maybe to even bring that back to this, it's like, so the meta narrative aspect is interesting, but I don't know actually like how successful of a statement it actually is. Um, and maybe that's just because I don't, I don't play dating sims. Um, right. And that's something too. It's like maybe if I had played a bunch of dating sims, I would, I would have seen where he's winking at me. But because this mm-hmm. is the first one, uh, to me, it's just this is this is how they play. You know? I mean, I don't know. Like, I haven't played anything that's like exclusively dating sim. Like I said, my stuff is limited to uh, like Persona, and I don't yeah. feel like man. I just don't feel like the game was ever trying to tell me that it was like too clever for its own good, which I I enjoy. Um, yeah. You know, I'm not like the smartest dude on the planet or anything, but I do like uh, having this type of experience where, like, I'm figuring out that that there's a, made, uh, you know, a meta layer happening, right. and uh, you know, kind of sitting with what that means or what what the you know the, the creator is intending to say or not say. Because I I almost sometimes when I think about it, come away with like maybe he's not really trying to make a statement at all. And he He's might just not trying be. to maybe just creating an experience, but like I don't ever, I never stick with that. Like I never say yes. This is my definitive answer. I just feel like that. Like I feel like I go back and forth between kind of like what we've talked about already, and maybe it just it, it is for its own purposes, like art. You know, just yeah. look at it, just like experience it. Uh, 
I just wanted you to feel a kind of way. Maybe that was what he was what he was trying to do. It could be, but I think that like uh, meta aspects sort of necessitate a statement because you are yeah. you're directly addressing the audience. Yeah, um, especially like when you think about like writers like Pynchon and even like David Foster Wallace, who yeah. did so much so much metafiction. Yeah, and so it's like you can't just bring up the fact that uh, you're you're destroying the artifice of a game by telling you that the game is an artifice and then just mm-hmm. be like yeah but that's all that i'm saying it's like well i mean that's that especially is like not interesting it's like i know i'm playing yeah. a game <laughs> right um but uh you know so yeah, i need to man i just need to sit with this for even longer now like because yeah, i got I think, all these new i like you're 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 planting seeds in my head that i like i feel like i need to like let them sprout and see what what i have and and sit with that yeah and it's like uh so a game that i or a book that i think is somewhat similar to this is uh, House of Leaves? Have you read that one? Oh, I love House of Leaves. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't want to sound like you know a hipster, like because I don't know if it's like I feel like for a while it was like trendy to like House of Leaves and yeah. blah blah blah. But I read that when it first came out, and it absolutely destroyed me. And it is a book you can't listen to. You cannot do an oh, audio no. of House of Leaves. No, you probably cannot adapt it to a movie. Uh, you have to experience House of Leaves as a book, a physical book. Um, yeah or i mean i guess it would work as a a, it has to be like a high resolution full color pdf or something like that you know yeah um but it has to be it has to be uh engaged with as it is presented yeah i I mean i think that's part of you know house of least specifically is like the reason it's a book is because it's trying to take the book as an object as far as that can go um Mm -hmm. which is why it 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 literally cannot translate to an audio format because uh it won't make sense yeah, there's visual. There's a, there's a visual aspect that also can't be uh, done in a different way. It has to. It, yeah, it is by necessity. It is a book because it has to be a book. Yeah, um, and so I think that this is not as good as House of Leaves, and I think it's not doing necessarily the same thing as House of Leaves. But uh, they're both similar in that, like, they are horror games about or one's a horror novel. Horror. Uh, horror uh, about of work. Yeah, it's like horror about you experiencing horror through a medium, uh, right. which which is odd. But you know, it's it's a very specific kind of thing, and it they both do it pretty well. Um, I think House of Leaves is a lot better, but that's because could uh, we can we do a House of Leaves episode someday? Like ooh, maybe like should. if we ever do bonus content, because dude, I I actually like now that you said that, like it's right behind me. Um, yeah, and it's same. it's like I would really want to reread it now. <laughs> same i like really uh, I really want to reread it now <laughs> I, I actually did not even own it until um a few years ago i had read it i don't know in like 2006 or 7 yeah and, when uh, it, right around when it came out right that's, i think that's it came gotta on, be i think it came out in like 2001 i oh maybe you know what I, maybe it's like a second like pressing because i feel like it was like all the hotness right like after i graduated college which had been like 2004 but like also right when i'm getting into grad school which is 2005 yeah so, so like so you're probably right i i i think it was originally uh, maybe, published in 2000 oh so folks is just rediscovering it uh in 2005 or well, so it had maybe, kind of like a you know talk about long tales i think it started um it started in a weird way i can't remember but uh yeah, like the 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 version that I have is like the, uh, I think it's called like the definitive edition or something like that. So oh, if that, there's a definitive edition, now I gotta buy this. I need. Well, this. It, might, it might be even the one that you have because I think that that's probably the one. That's the one that I read before, also in like 2007 or 2006. Um, so maybe it was like they 
reprinted it as that and that was kind of when it yeah. blew up again i'm not sure um, i don't know enough about the publication history of it but uh yeah it's real good um we should do an episode about it I, I just i'm bringing it over i'm bringing it over so that i don't know can you see this uh your camera isn't on my camera's not on <laughs> what is happening here man all right here we go yeah is That's this the one you got yep all right cool does it not say like definitive edition on the front or something oh it does it says remastered full color edition okay yeah so maybe that maybe i don't know fuck this is good i got oh man pardon my language i gotta i gotta read this again yeah i i really want to read it again and then i would love to do an episode on it um yeah we could even do it maybe like a bonus episode where uh like or just a regular one i just don't know uh we'll have to kind of gauge uh, if we could get some response if folks would want to hear us like talk about book nerd stuff because i would love to talk about book nerd stuff i think we may as well uh yeah we I've, could just I've, do and just throw it in there people could yeah. just ignore it and uh like uh i'm thinking about rereading um book of the new sun even though i just read it um was that last year or two years ago uh it's been within 18 months i think but... yeah I, th- I think it was last year that i read it but uh or that i reread it so i'm thinking of rereading it again yeah why not i mean that's like me and malazan man uh, malazan book of the fallen i'll just like never stop reading that series <laughs> uh-huh but uh but yeah so I, I think doki doki has some characteristics from house of leaves i think that the meta narrative aspect is um it's more interesting mechanically than it is maybe narratively like yeah. the way because the way that you beat the game is yeah you go into the files and you delete monica as a character and then that crashes the game but like you know a planned crash and then right. it, it reboots and you play again and this time sayori is monica basically yeah uh, and uh then it breaks again yeah because monica so this is kind of like where monica stops being a villainous character is that she uh by <laughs> by sayori becoming monica it's almost like a possession i guess it's right. like the the Monica archetype has to exist and someone has to fill it. And this time it's Sayori, but Monica comes back like through the ether to save you from this loop of hell. And then the game, right. the game deletes completely. Yeah. It's man. It, and you have to reinstall it. it it's such a good, it, it's <laughs> such a good ending. Uh, cause it's like not, even, it's an ending that is just a, uh, another entrance to re engage with the loop. Yeah. Uh, and so I just really like it. Um, I, I don't have a lot of other like groundbreaking thoughts to add. Um, no. I know we, 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 we crossed the hour mark and I don't even care because I, I really enjoy talking about this game because this game has just stuck with me. Um, it's, uh, better than like a lot of, uh, some of the visual novels I've been, uh, many of them uh, that I've been engaging <laughs> with the last couple of years. And I feel like I've played a lot of really good ones. Uh, yeah. but this, uh, it just hits different, man. Um, I, I, I hope that, uh, even if you've gotten all the way through this podcast and you still haven't played it, uh, I hope you'll give it a shot now, even though we've kind of like spoiled it for you because like it is worth experiencing. Yeah. Um, if this and, sounds like your thing, if you're like not into horror games, if you're not into visual novels, if you're not into dating simulators and you're not into being messed with uh, psychologically, then this that's the only type of person that I feel like would get nothing out of this game. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, I mean, if you're still listening, you're probably into it. If you don't sound interested, if at this point you're not interested in the game, it's like, why have you listened so long? Um, yeah. Maybe and, uh, we're just that compelling, uh, you yeah. know, like just <laughs> spitballing so our if you play brain it, matter. Don't ro- don't romance Yuri because I want to know what happens when you don't, and then tell us yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because like uh, you know, I think on the podcast that I listen to. Uh, it has to be at least a year. Maybe it was like 18 months ago. I don't remember. Um, like, I think everybody on there also like romance Jerry. And I'm like, well, I still don't know what happens on the other yeah. trails. Uh, um, you know, maybe I'll just watch some videos because it's so short. I bet you could watch a lot of this play out uh, pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a light breezy game now. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you're into uh, opposite day. Yeah. Um, no, one thing too is like uh it's funny you know as an older person play i i think like the ideal time period actually to play this game is like between the ages of 16 and 20 um i could be- see that but I, I would even say maybe early 20s yeah and i only say that because like uh you know i wasn't shocked by like a lot of things in this game that i think i was more shocked because i was surprised that it they weren't cthulhu monsters than because yeah. of like and you know the the hang Sayori hanging herself was very surprising, but yeah. it wasn't. It didn't like. Uh, I don't know. I have read American Psycho. Like you right. can't, you can't freak me out, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like uh, the thing is, like I wanted to save her. Like I wanted to. Save, yeah. You know, I did not want her to die. And I think I was because I was invested in her as a character uh, that 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 just needed help that she couldn't get. Um, I'm not saying that's all. I'm not trying to trivialize uh, mental health problems, um, but like I just wanted her to be okay, and so yeah. I wasn't okay because she was very clearly not okay. Yeah, and so it's like, but I think when you're you know 17, 18, 19, it's like you haven't encountered necessarily like uh, a meta narrative at all. Maybe right, like you know, you you maybe haven't. Yeah, I don't really think that there are. Is there anything really meta that is in like the public school curriculum that you can think of? Like a lot uh, of the best meta fictionists that no. you don't get to till college, like if at all. Yeah, I I I, I don't know. But I, I don't guess know you could argue anymore. maybe maybe the only one that I'm going to give a maybe to would maybe be Steinbeck's East of Eden. Hmm. That might that might work, but yeah, we didn't read that in high school. We, uh, the AP kids read it, uh, yeah. which I had gotten out of honors classes by that time, which was dumb. Uh, in high school, I didn't care about anything. I just wanted yeah. to be done with high school. I really wish I would have stuck with the honors program and gone and did some AP stuff and got some, some free qu- <laughs> credits. Yeah. You didn't miss uh, that much. Uh, but, hindsight 2020, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so yeah. It, it may be like one of the first times you encounter like an actual metafiction. And so it might blow the top of your head clean off. And yeah. then, like, it also may be the first time you've encountered something that, like, literally shocks you to your core uh, right. in a narrative. Um, yeah, because, in, a, in, a, in a piece of media, because, yeah, you know, uh, because, not trying to downplay anyone's real-life lived experiences. <laughs> I am. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, so I think, like, if you play it before you've read some fucked-up books and before you've played with read like really playful books uh if you encounter this first it might i don't know might be pretty cool yeah i think it would open up i would you would you will probably depending on the type of person you are and how you like your media it will probably open up an entire world of things for you to go explore after this yeah so yeah, i think uh 
one day we will stick to one hour like we said but it is yeah, not today I, you know today i didn't even care because i just really wanted to talk about this and there's going to be there's just going to be topics like house of leaves we might as well set outside two hours for because yeah I, i'm not even going to try to like restrain myself like as you know i told you yesterday when i was making notes about you know ddlc here that i i had three full pages of notes here in my notebook <laughs> stuff I wanted to, I wanted to talk about, and surprisingly, we actually talked about it all. Usually, we uh, nice. I leave some stuff on the cutting room floor, um, but like I was just going for it, you know. Like if this had gone on to a fourth page, I would have just done it because just certain ones uh, are good. And so, um, I hope you everybody enjoyed listening. Uh, again, if you're having uh, struggles with mental health, please do uh, seek help for that because. Uh, it's a very, very uh, isolating and lonely experience uh, for, for, for for many, many people. And um, I think that, uh, you know, th- there's there's some lessons in here that you, you can take away, but I'm not going to I'm not going to preach any lessons or give you uh, uh, things that, you know, the way the way that you should think about it. But uh, it, it get get some uh, get some help if you if you can. Edward, where can mm-hmm. they find you? Uh, radicaledward.substack.com Nice. And uh, I am, as always, on the Twixter at Joe M. Owens. Um, and, you know, we're also uh, available at the at the Dad Pod Substack. So look us up. Uh, give us a listen. Uh, like and subscribe and reviews. Uh, and all that good stuff. Yeah. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, I hope... Uh, you know, since it's Halloween when we're recording this, uh, I hope everybody had a great Halloween, and uh, see you again in two weeks. 